Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Reminded, so everything we find that we do with as Christians, you know, like when we take the Lord's Supper and we do uh, all the other things that we do, it's, all, it's just a reminder of what Jesus did. Say that with me, it's a reminder. It's a reminder of what Jesus did, right? So it's already a done deal, right? What Jesus did is a done deal, right? So our, th- our job is not to do anything except uh, line ourselves up and receive it, right? So uh, uh, I like the scripture that says, work out your salvation. It doesn't say work for, it says work out your salvation. So, uh, what, in other words, we have already received our salvation. Now you work it out. Uh, so, uh, if, if, if you were uh, just coming in, um, we're going to use two scriptures of the Bible tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, and then we'll go to Ephesians chapter 6. So, 6 and 6 tonight. Praise God. So, once again, this is the most important uh, time uh, for the Christian of the year, because we're coming up to the resurrection and Holy Week. So during uh, Holy Week this week, this year, we'll have a uh, a full week. Uh, probably starting on. We're going to start on Wednesday, but we might start all the way back from Sunday. It'll be Sunday to Sunday. So it's Holy Week. We're going to have a, a great time, and all this is to uh, to remind us what Jesus has already given us. All right, so uh, we know that in the Christian life, you can't force anybody to do anything, right? So if we, if we force people to do anything, what happens is that they get no reward. So everything on our part should be done with, with joy, right? Not dragging our feet, he said, let's do this, but let's praise God, let's praise him, right? So when we come in the house of God, especially, uh, well, Spanish on Wednesday, but every service, uh, when, they, when they start with that music, the first drum beat, man, we start moving our hands, our feet, legs, something, right? I said, but the guy next to me, he, he, he doesn't like to do any of that. Who cares, right? Just ignore him. Uh, uh, because if you'll praise him and if you'll use your hands, right, to clap your hands and to lift your hands, your hands will never be empty. God will make sure of that. So God inhabits the what? The praises of his people. Praise God. So uh, tonight uh, and all this next 46 days is very, very important to us as Christians. So during this time, once again, it's a preparation. You prepare your heart. And if there's things in your life that you got to, uh, get rid of, this is a good time, right? Even though we should adopt a lifestyle, a lifestyle of repentance, right? So we use 1 John 1, 9. How many of you know that as Christ, even as Christians, we're not perfect? But the Bible says that we should not practice sin. There's a big difference, right? We don't practice sin. In other words, Christians don't go to the nightclub or the bar, Right? Yeah, I mean, if you're a real Christian, right? And you're not a casino Christian either. So can you imagine it, uh, uh, somebody finding you in the casino and you're just doing one of these numbers, right? And then in the casino, everybody's smoking, right, and drinking. So you don't want that in your life. So uh, uh, we, we must, we're, we're not perfect. Christians are not perfect. Uh, we don't practice sin. Say that with me. We don't practice sin. That's it. Uh, this is what First John chapter 3 says, that if you're tr- a true child of God, you don't practice sin, but, uh, you know, uh, unconsciously you might sin or you get in a situation, and, man, I, I missed it, right? Or I, I did this. So uh, when you do that, we have First John 1, 9. He said, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when we, when we look at 1 John 1, 9, that is not for the unbeliever. 
That is for the Christian. So that's the provision God made for us. Now, an unbeliever, a person that has not accepted Jesus, then he don't, he don't confess his sins. I mean, how many sins would he confess? His whole life is sin. So he, uh, he don't even remember them, right? So, uh, 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 but the believer, because he's not practicing sin, you're going to remember the sins you, you, uh, you have. And it's important that we confess them because if you don't, you retain them. And if you retain them, then uh, there's an open door, open door for the enemy to hit you and tag you, right? So whenever you sin, you got to immediately confess your sin. And you don't uh, practice sin, and then he said, well, I know God's going to forgive me. No, Christians don't do that. A true Christian, say that, a true Christian. True Christians don't do that. They don't practice sin, right? So the, only, the way you dis, uh, distinguish a Christian or a child of God from a non-child of God is the one, uh, one does not practice sin, right? So we don't live in sin. So whenever you see a person said, I'm a Christian, well, he might be a churchgoer. But and then he continued living his same lifestyle. He's not, he's not a child of God, right? He's not. It can't, he's not. This cannot be. So... Uh, and it's impossible. So we're not going into that, but that's First John 3. You can read 9 and 10. It's very, very important. So uh, tonight, uh, we're going to cover first uh, Matthew chapter 6, because once again, this time that we're, uh, that we're celebrating, or this time right now of this season, is very, very important to a, chi a child of God. Starting tonight until Holy Week, and then Resurrection Sunday, very, very important. So it's a big reminder. He said, man, i got to get my life straight, man. i got, I got to move into the next phase of my life, right? You don't want to get stuck there. Some people get stuck, and they're there. He said, the same person, you look at them, not you, but there's people who say 10, 20, 30 years, they're the same people. He said, they never changed. I mean, something wrong with that picture, right? So we have to go from, this is how the Bible describes this. We go from glory to glory, right? As ex, uh, God exalts you, you're changing. You go from faith to faith. And then you go from victory to victory. You're not going to stay the same. So if your life is the same, uh, there's something wrong with that picture, but you can change that. So tonight, uh, if you have any paper, it would be good for you to take notes. So uh, we'll go to Matthew 6.33, and this is the King James, Matthew 6.33. And uh, if you look at here, this is where we need to get to. This is where you need to get to, Matthew 6.33. And the reason we need to get there is because all things, somebody say all things. All things will be what? Added, right? Everything will be added to your life. Now, who doesn't want to get there? That'd be crazy. So the things that sinners, now watch this. When I say sinners, I'm talking about people that don't know God. Uh, th th this is people without God kill themselves to get the things that God adds to you. All right? So we need to get to Matthew 6.33 in our life. Not just the scripture. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, Matthew 6, 33, it's in the Bible. I know that. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about getting there, and it becomes a reality in your life, Matthew 6, 33. So imagine your life for a second. If your life uh, arrives at Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, 33, all things are added. So when we talk about all things, what would that include? Hmm? All things. Would that include health? Yes. How about the money to pay all your debts and you be debt free? Right? Some people say, I mean, that's impossible, debt free. Well, that's God's will that you be debt free. So that covers everything good marriage, good family, good everything. He said that he would add all things. To your life if we seek ye first the kingdom 
So he says, but seek ye what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. Isn't that powerful? So this is where we need to get to as Christians. Now, when we look at Matthew 6, 33, right off the top of your head, thinking about Christians, how many Christians have arrived there? Hmm? How many Christians have all things added to them? Small percentage. Well, I wonder if that's a lie. Matthew 6, 33. It's not, right? We know that's the, that's the words of Jesus. And if it, if it was not the words of Jesus, but if it's in the Bible, it's truth. And the Bible can't lie. So uh, he said, all these things shall be added. So many Christians live a life and all things are not added to them. There's a lack and they live lives of lack. And that's sad, right? And the reason is because the first part of that scripture is not fulfilled. He says, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Okay, now to get there, we're going to have to go back on this, this chapter. And let's just start from verse uh, 21 now. King James, and he says, where your treasure is, there will your heart also be, right? Hmm, okay, did you understand that one? Now we're going to go to verse 22, and he says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. So I want you to look at verse 22 here. Look at it and say it just for a couple of times here. Just look at it because it's very important to look at it and say it. Can you read that? Okay, let's read that and just say it to yourself or just say it uh, a little muttering the word, but just say it tonight. He says, the light of the what? Of the body is, uh, is the eye. Wow. If therefore your eye or thine eye, your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. So if you look at that scripture, there's important scripture, I mean words there. Light, body, that's very important. And then I is very important. So that's another important word. And then you get to be single, and then the word single. Then he said if you do that, your whole body shall be full of light. Okay, so look at it uh, one more time, and let's look, uh, let's read that, all right? He says, uh, the light of the body is the eye, and if therefore your eye be single, your whole body should be full of light. So what I'm going to be sharing with you tonight is this, look, the power of focus, and this is what this verse is talking about, the power of focus, all right? Now, people that have not learned to focus, you're not going to do very well on planet Earth without focus. You won't. Real successful people, even unbelievers, are the focus. They have laser focus. You have to have focus if you're going to succeed. Now, you say, well, why, don't I, why haven't I succeeded as a child of God? I'm an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus. Now, the promises are true, but... Why aren't they a truth in my life? Why? What has happened? Well, it's because you have not focused in your life, all right? If you're thinking about uh, a number of things or many things, then you're not focused. You're not, okay? So, uh, uh, he, uh, verse uh, t uh, 22 again, he says, the light of the body is the what? Let's read that again. The light of the body is the what? Is the eye, therefore thine eye be single, your whole body should be full of light. In other words, what illuminates, and listen real carefully, we're going to go uh, using the Greek text, your original text. What illuminates uh, the whole person. When he talks about the body here, he's talking about the whole you. How many of you know we're not just a body? We're spirit, soul, and body. What illuminates you, 
listen real carefully, what illuminates you uh, is the illuminator of the whole person, and that is your eye. And the word eye there means your perception, how you perceive things, okay? So uh, what illuminates your whole, your whole man, the whole person, is your eye, and your eye is the way you perceive the world, all right? It's your perception. So when we look up here to this wall, it's, it's a gray, right? But if uh, somebody walk in here and say, that's black. Well, uh, uh, that's the way he perceives that wall. He says it's a black wall. He perceived it that way. How many of you know that uh, 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 perception is a reality to people, right? It's real. Uh, to you, even if it's wrong, but that's the way you perceive wor the world. How many of you know that people perceive the world uh, through different, uh, different perception, right? They perceive the world through different perception. That's the way they see their life. Oh, no, I believe that... Uh, I was born never to have anything. I believe that my life should always be miserable. I believe that uh, I'm going to do what my ancestors did. They married and divorced four times. I believe that uh, I will be a drunk for the rest of my life. I believe I will be a drug addict. I believe that I will, uh, that life uh, gives you the worst and I will always be in poverty. Hmm? Well, that perception is a reality to them, right? Perception is a reality, how you see things, right? So uh, even if it's wrong, uh, so it, even it don't have to be true, but it's, it's a reality to them. But how many of you know that if your perception is wrong, it's dangerous, very dangerous? And, and then he says... But what, uh, but what you perceive, uh, he says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, what's going to happen if your eye is single? Your whole person will be full of light or well illuminated. That's what happens if, you're, if your eye is single. If your perception is this, look. Uh, laser focus, then I'm going to tell you, you're going to be a very successful person. And the reason people are not successful is because uh, they're thinking about too many things. And they're scattered. And, and this is the way, uh, that's why they have never, ever gone to a place where God wants them to, ha uh, to be. So perception is very, very important. So what illuminates the whole man, the whole person? What illuminates it? It's your, uh, it's your eye, and your eye is your perception, how you perceive the world. And that perception, the way you see it, must be uh, uh, wrapped around one goal. And it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be single. And if you do that, it's going to change your life completely. Does everybody understand that? So the word single in, in the Greek is the word haplos. Okay? H-A-P-L-O-U-S. That's the Greek word, which means uh, not only single, but braided together. What I'm going to show you here tonight is the way you're going to be very successful from now on. If you have not been focused, you need to be focused, and I'll show you how to be focused, all right? So the Greek, the Greek word, which is the original text, uh, it's the word haplos, which means it's uh, single. That's one of the definitions, and braided together. In other words, you must wrap, around, you wrap your life around one goal in life, one goal. Uh, your whole life has to come together for one purpose and one focus. And when you do that, guess what? Your whole man becomes well illuminated. Now, 
That's very, very important. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to that. But let's go to, because we're talking about uh, being single-eyed, to being single or focused, right? Now look at verse 23 now. <clears throat> if your eye be evil, uh-oh, this is just the opposite now. If your eye be evil, your whole body, which is your whole man, shall be full of what? Shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? So it's telling us here just the opposite of verse 22 now. If your eye, which is your illuminator, right? He's your illuminator. He illuminates your life. Just like this physical eye right here, it illuminates your, your life. You start seeing things. But in, uh, in the spirit world and to, for the spirit man inside, your eye is your perception, the way you see the world. It, uh, you see your world, it ought to be seen like God sees it, right? As children of God, we should have his perception. And, and this verse says that just the opposite, if your perception is evil, huh, then your, your, whole, your whole person will be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee uh, be darkness, how great is that darkness? So people's perception will be, will, uh, your perception will determine what kind of life you're going to live, your focus. Your perception's got to be single now. You've got to laser focus that until you say, I, I'm going to get this in my life. You wrap yourself around one goal. Your, your whole life has to come together for one purpose and one focus. The whole man comes together to have one focal point, one goal, one purpose, right? So let me give you an example. My purpose in life, I had to reduce that completely. My purpose in life is to teach and preach the word of faith. Other ministers have to find out what they have to do. But my purpose, even as a minister, is to preach the word of faith. So anytime I get up, you know, in any of the services, I'm preaching the word of faith. See, and the word of faith includes uh, healing, miracle signs, and prosperity. The word of faith, the word of faith that I preach. Okay, that, uh, that's what Paul said. So uh, when, when I do that, uh, it's for one purpose, to bring deliverance to people. And uh, salvation and deliverance, that's my ministry. How many devils have I cast out? Thousands. Cast out devils because my ministry is that. It's not just to just give a little simple message. No, I give a message, the word of faith, and it's to deliver people. Uh, so every week I'm delivering people, either casting out devils or setting them free in their minds so that they can receive God's best for their life. So that's my purpose. So I wrap my whole life around that one purpose. It becomes single. It becomes uh, my focal point. One purpose, one goal. And when you do that, listen to me, your whole life changes. You know why people are so sad? I'm, I'm not talking about unbelievers, Christians, because uh, they're depressed. They don't know what their life is about. They don't have any goal. They just get up in the morning and they struggle with that. He said, I'm so depressed. Well, you're depressed because uh, you don't have your, your perception is not single. You got a single eye. You say, why was I born? Okay? Why were you born? Now, if, if we were to block uh, your life tonight, looking back in your past life, if I would, I would ask you tonight, block your life into the years that you lived a roller coaster life. Okay? How many years was that? So I talked to a guy last night in my class. He said, 33 years, Pastor. 30, and he's not that old. He's 39. So he said, 33 years, my life was roller coaster. One day I'm up, one day I'm down, one week I'm up, two weeks I'm up, three weeks I'm down. And 
and people live. How, much, how many of you know that can have a, a, an effect on your life? To live an up and up and down life. Our Christian life should be this, once again. From glory to glory. Didn't he say that? First, First Corinthians 3.18 now. He described it. Our life should be from glory to glory. From faith to faith, right? It, I mean, you're... You can't live this up and down. That is not God's will and plan for your life. Did everybody get that? So people that live this up and down life, listen, it's going to affect you, and you're going to affect your spouse. Then if you have any children, they'll be the up and down children too. They'll be jacked up. So if you want to look, you say, why are these children like, uh, like that? Hey, they're a reflection of mom and dad. That's right. Little Junior there, he's the up and down boy, right? Uh, he's up and down. He's up and down. One day he comes to church, someday he doesn't. They don't come either, right? So it's an up and down. That's not God's will for our life. Everybody understand that? So Jesus gave us a solution. He said, uh, your perception has to be single. Your perception has to be focused. Uh, it's got to be uh, uh, wrapped around one purpose and one goal in your life. If God calls you to be a restaurant owner for the glory of God, then that's what you're going to focus on. You're not going to focus on being a restaurant owner and then being something else, a doctor. Right? So this, will, this is what will bring peace and joy in your life. When you have a folk, some people have many goals and many dreams, and they live their life thinking, and they're scattered. So can you imagine the turmoil in their minds? They get up like this, there's a whirlwind around their heads. They feel terrible. You can look at them. They're not stable. A double-minded man is what? Uh, James chapter 1, he said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So what brings stability? Uh, not double, but single-minded. Uh, the single eye, the way you perceive life. He said, this is the way I perceive it, and I'm not going to change that. Does everybody understand that? So when you start thinking about many things, your focus is broken. And that's the objective of the enemy. How many of you know that in, uh, what is that, Ephesians 6, 11? Uh, we'll go to that. He says, the wiles. We don't use that word. But it says, the wiles, the wiles of the enemy. What is the wiles of the enemy? Huh? It is, uh, the wiles of the enemy is what? Is the tricks, the schemes of the enemy. So, uh... This is what the enemy will do. Uh, the purpose that God, that God gave us this life so we could be laser focused. And the only way you want to be laser focused, once again, let's go to Matthew 6, 22 again. Uh, your eye will be single, right? Your eye, your perception of life, the way you see life has to be single. You have to see it and say this is the way God wants to do things, and my life is going to be single. I'm not going to be double-minded. If God said this way, I'm going to do it that way. And when you do that, you bring peace. And how many of you know that you can't buy peace? That's it. It's given to God. Man, isn't that wonderful to have peace? Huh? You get up and you have peace. You have joy, right? But look. What is the enemy going to try to do? He don't have to put a big veil over your eyes. He does that to unbelievers. The only thing he has to do to a Christian is this, look. Just get you a little bit off focus. Break your focus. And then he's got you. So when you're scattered and you're thinking about too many things, then the enemy says, I got this person. He's not going to do nothing. He's not going to do anything. What the enemy fears is Matthew 6.33. Let's go to Matthew 6.33. This is what he fears that you'll arrive at this place. 
he fears that, right? And I'm going to tell you in a few minutes why he fears that, right? I know he says, God says that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, how many things will be added? All things. Everything in your life. You say, you can't get up one morning and say, hey, uh, God didn't cover that. No, God covers everything, right? He'll do it. I mean, this is truth, right? So the enemy does not want you to arrive at Matthew 6, So he's going to, what, what are you going to do with you? Most Christians, he can't get them to commit adultery. I know some Christians do. But, you know, I, I kind of put a big question mark. But uh, if they're Christians or they just really deceive. But uh, uh, most Christians, the only thing the devil has to do, he can't get you in a big sin. But he can do this. He can lie to you. And he can break your focus. Right? And if your focus is broken, uh, he knows that you're ineffective. That's it. He says, I got this guy. This guy has a broken focus. He's not going to do nothing. And he'll never arrive at Matthew 6, And therefore, he will always lack in his life. And if you, have not, if you don't have all the things added to you, guess what your life is going to be? It's going to be uh, uh, divided. Because you'll be thinking about many things. God wants you to think about one thing. And that is what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Can you say amen? So uh, this time for the Christian, once again, is very, very important. Starting tonight, especially in the Spanish ministry, uh, this whole thing is from here to Holy Week and then Resurrection this is a time to completely align your life up and say, I'm going to focus now. I'm not going to live 2020 like I've been living all the rest of my life. It's going to change now, right? I've got to change. I'm not going to live like this. You can live a different kind of life. Now, the, the Christian life is this. Let me describe it. The Christian life, and it's not a utopia, the Christian life is this. You start and you go up. And you go up. It's an inclined plane. From glory to glory, from faith to faith. So when somebody tells you the Christian life is this, and they're going to make excuses, it's a lie, right? Oh, no, we're, we're only humans. Sometimes we'll be up and some days we'll be down. Uh, that is not the Christian life. The Christian life is this. Look, you get better and better your life gets better, your family gets better, your marriage gets better. You get better, your mind gets better, your body gets better, everything gets better. Right? And I want to tell you that my life for the last uh, uh, 50, I guess 52 years, you know. Uh, or, yeah, I guess, no, not 52. Let's see, uh, uh, nearly 50 years. It'll be 50 years in April, <clears throat> um, nearly 72. So 50 years, it's been, every year gets better and better. It's been an incline plane. But it's not going to fall on you. It's not going to be automatic. You got to go to verse 22. Let's go to verse 22 again. And 622, and he says, the light of the body is what? Is the eye. The, in other words, what illuminates your whole person. Somebody say, what illuminates the whole person? Say it again. What illuminates the whole person, spirit, soul, and body, is your eye. And your eye is your uh, illuminator. That's what your eye is. It illuminates the whole man. In other words, uh, and it's got to be what? A single if therefore your eye, which is your illuminator of your whole being, is single, your whole man or your whole person will or shall be full of light. Isn't that wonderful? Can you imagine a life with no darkness? How much darkness have you had in your life? So back again to this. If you were to block your life, said, uh, go back in your past real quickly. He's in, uh, how many years have you lived this up and down roller coaster? Well, those are the years that are lost. How much, uh, how, how much does a double-minded person receive from God? 
zero. That's what the Bible says, right? A double-minded man cannot think that he's going to receive anything from God. Zero you get from God. So the years that you were going like this, up and down, why is it, God, that I haven't received anything? Well, uh, it's not that. You're double-minded, and you're thinking about a lot of things, and your, your illuminator of your whole being is not single. And if it's not single, you are in trouble. Did everybody get that? And then verse 23, just the opposite. I'm going this, so you get this now tonight. Verse 23, now this is on the, uh, the other side of the spectrum. Okay, if your eye be evil, right? In other words, your illuminator, your eye, the way you perceive life, uh, be evil, your whole person will be full of darkness. If therefore that light that should be in you uh, be what? The, uh, darkness, how great is that darkness? So in other words, how you perceive life, if it's darkness, you're going to live in darkness. said, I believe that I should be a drug addict. Can you imagine? Oh, I, uh, by Friday, I need to hit that drug. There's a lot of darkness in your life, right? It's horrible. Do people live in darkness? So in your life, in your past, how many years have, was it up and down? Five? 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 45. Holy mackerel, we're not going there, right? He said, my whole life, Pastor, right? But let's give the Lord a praise offering because we're not going to live in that darkness anymore. Are you receiving what I'm telling you tonight? Huh? Are you, are you receiving it? Okay. So uh, God wants, you, wants to bless you uh, and... And he wants you to be single-minded. How many of you know that if God wants to bless you, he'll put a, uh, the right person in your life? Right? If God's going to bless you, he'll always put the right person in your life. He will. And uh, uh, that's the way God blesses. Uh, he says in Matthew 6, he says, man will give uh, unto your bosom. So God will put the right person in your life the right relationship. Somebody say the right relationship. Now, it, on the other side, if the devil wants to destroy your life and just move you off from your focus, guess what the devil's going to do? He's going to give you the wrong person in your life. How many of you glad that you didn't marry that person in the past? Hello, that you didn't marry that dude, or you married him and then you got rid of him, or you married her and said, man, was she the wrong person, right? That's it. So, you know, when I came back from the Vietnam War and I was going to university, and then I was working in business, uh, I was single, so I could date, you know, so I had different girlfriends. And one girlfriend told me, she said, uh, once, you know, I started committing myself, she said, uh, 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 you know, I, I met a friend that was the right person. God put that person in my life. And that person was for God to bless me. And then I started getting close to God because, you know, I didn't know nothing about anything. But I had some, you know, girlfriends. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about getting married, just had girlfriends. Then I got this girl that I was getting closer to, and then she said, well, uh, seems like we're getting close. It's going to have to be Jesus or me. Uh, and I was already getting, trying to get close to God, and I said, well, uh, I'll make that decision right now. It's going to have to be Jesus. Right? Right? And was she beautiful? Yeah, very beautiful girl. So I wasn't looking for any ugly girls. I'm looking for beautiful girls, right? So uh, this beautiful girl, uh, she said, it's going to have to be, she's, she knew that I liked her. And she was a very beautiful girl. She said, it's Jesus or me. So, you know, when it comes to Jesus, 
you know, said, hey, I'll see you around, honey, right? That's it. So if the devil wants to curse your life, what is he going to do? He's going to put the wrong person in your life, right? That's right. So we have to discern, listen to me, it can mess up your life, your business, and everything else. Getting the wrong person. We have to discern uh, between right and wrong people, right? Who is right and who's wrong? That's the question. Well, then who is the right person, Pastor? Who's the right person and the wrong person? How do we know he's the right person or she's the wrong person or whatever? The standard is right here, right? That's the standard. So when it doesn't meet this standard, you said, honey, you're the wrong person. That's it. You're the wrong person for my life. So wrong people, wrong relationships are dangerous. And you know why? Because the devil used that to break your focus. Once your eye, listen to me, once you are not single, you're not going nowhere. So some people are just scattered. You know, they just get up. They have, uh, they're thinking about a lot of stuff. They're not going nowhere. They're not. They're so scattered that one time they'll go to school for one semester and then they quit. They'll go for this and they'll do something and then they quit and they do start. They never, uh, uh, never amount to anything. <clears throat> but let me give you an example of focus. <clears throat> uh, I think it was last week I saw on YouTube uh, <clears throat> a guy that was a, had been a mechanic, car mechanic, for 25 years. He became a medical doctor. And I'm going to use this. Uh, he's a black brother that was a mechanic for 25 years. So he was raised in a very poor home, East uh, Cleveland. And uh, uh, he used to get, uh, there's no work, so he's trying to get money. So he goes to parts stores on the outside. People are trying to fix their cars, or they come buy parts. He said, I can fix your car. So he fixed cars right outside the parts store. You know, putting different things and fixing. He, he was a mechanic. Later on, <clears throat> he, he had his own shop. He was focused. He said, I'm going to get my shop. So he finally got a shop going after a number of years. And then he was a mechanic for 25 years. And then he said, well, I think I'm going to go back to school because if I'm going to be in business, I guess I need to know about business. So this uh, black brother went, uh, went to college. And as he was studying business, he had to take biology course. He, he put that to the very end. And then at last he said, oh, I don't want to take biology. What does biology have to do with a business course? So he took the biology class, and when he took it, he said, that's my dream since I was a kid. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. It comes from a real poor home. He said, I wanted to be a doctor. So from that course, he, he went into medical school. And at the age of 47 or 50, he became a doctor. You're never too old. Focus, my brothers, right? Focus. Say, how did he do that? What? That is luck, man. He, that was lucky. There's no such thing as luck. You're focused, right? So when you're single, eyed, when your perception is single, you're going to wrap your whole life uh, or you, your whole man comes together to have one focal point, one goal, one purpose in life. Did you get that? Your whole man uh, comes together, spirit, soul, and body, for one purpose and one goal. He said, I was born for this, and I'm not going to be defeated. Guess what? Some people told this guy. You know, people do, they said, hey, you're too old. What are you doing? In his 40s, can you imagine? A mechanic, car mechanic, good car mechanic, becoming a doctor. So it'll, do, it'll happen in your life. But why doesn't it happen? People are not focused. The devil has you thinking all kinds of stuff in the morning, Right? When you get up in the morning, he has, has you thinking about a bunch of stupid stuff, and you're not focused. So God wants us to focus. Uh, can you say amen? 
So I could give you the uh, scriptures about the wrong people, but I'll just give you one. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Let's put that in uh, New Living Translation. Let's see how it sounds. New Living Translation. He says, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts what? Oh, yeah, bad company. Bad company corrupts good uh, character. Our, our wrong people, wrong relationships, it'll mess you up. So how many of you know you have to say bye-bye to some people, right? Because uh, they're there to keep you from getting focused, and if you're not focused, you're not going to make it in life. That's just it. Ten years or past or 20 years, you're the same person. And the devil used that. Use situations, use people to break your focus with God. And we can't have that in our lives, Right? That's right. So let me say this. Look, focus. This is what Jesus is talking about now. Creates blindness. Focus creates blindness. You know what focus does? It blinds you to all the nonsense around you. Do we need to hear everything that people are saying? No. We don't need to hear everything that people are saying. Said, did you hear that all of Facebook is now? Who cares? Right? Who cares about all the, the devil's using that to break your focus so that you won't get, uh, uh, get going in your life. You're only going to live one life, right? How old are you now tonight? How old are you? Okay, what, uh, how old are you? How many years do you have left? When, when you die, how many, uh, what are you going to take with you? Huh? What are you going to take with you? Zero. Not even your socks. Nothing. Right? So now I'm going to finish this. I got six minutes. The focus is for this Matthew 6:33. So Jesus said all that, and I, I, I need another hour or two hours to explain this, the rest of this chapter, but I don't have time. So going to Matthew 6:33, this is what. Jesus was getting to. He says, you need to be single-eyed, and uh, single-eyed, he's telling us what our focus should be in or what it should be in. What should our focus be in in life? Is seek ye what? First. Somebody say, seek ye first the kingdom of God in what? In his righteousness, uh, and all these things shall be added unto you. So this is where the devil doesn't want you to arrive at, where God is first. He's got to be first in the Christian life. He's got to be. If he is, hey, you'll be very successful, very happy, very joyful. Finally, he said, wow, man, I've, I'm finally arrived at this life. Man, I thought I'd never be seeking first the kingdom of God, right? Now, let's go to the Amplified. And kingdom of God means this, it's God's way of doing things. That's what the kingdom of God is. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. What is his kingdom? His way of doing things. That's the kingdom of God. So uh, I know that all of you are reading your Bible, right, three chapters a day. And if you're not, see me after the service, right? So I can encourage you. If you've you got to read three chapters, it'd be great for you. It's not, not only great, but you, it's indispensable. But uh, uh, I'm reading now uh, the, the Gospels. So this year I've made up my mind this. Look, I'm going to do everything that Jesus did. You say, we can't do that, Pastor. Let's go to Ephesians 5, 1, and, let's, and we'll read it in King James in the New Living Translation. Ephesians 5, 1, he says, be therefore, and I don't like it in King James, Spanish is a lot better than this. Followers is not the right word. Okay, put it in the uh, New Living Translation. Let's see. Uh, he said, therefore, imitate God, Therefore. In Spanish, it says, imitadores de Dios. So here it says, imitate who? 
Copy God. Copy him. That's the kingdom of God. Doing things God's way. Wow. Sometimes we're trying to do it our way, folks. It doesn't work out. It may work out for a couple of months or maybe a year, and then your life goes like this. Look, back again, Pastor, up and down, roller coaster life. Another year that I have to just trash because God didn't bless that, that life, that one more year. Okay? So when your life is up and down like this, it's lost. You lost it. Double-minded people, right? Uh, so imitate God, therefore, in how many things? How many? Wow. Imitate God in everything. That's pretty powerful because you are, you're his dear children. Imitate God. That's who we ought to imitate. Another, that's the kingdom. The kingdom of God is this, doing things God's, God's way. Some people say, I'm going to do it my way. Well, it's not going to work out. You know why? Because who created everything? He created everything. He's, the Bible says, the first verse of the Bible says, in the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. And then in uh, Colossians 1.16, he said, we're created for him and by him. So everything is created for God and by him. And, uh, <clears throat> and because he created everything, everything's going to function one way. That's it. Like in your car, can you go out of here tonight and say, I'm going to put milk in there tonight. I'm, I'm, I, I know that I don't want to go get gas. My wife has a gallon of milk in the, in the car. I'm going to pour that gallon of milk in the tank. What, what is that going to do? Right? So this is what we're doing. We're putting milk in our tank. And it's jacked up, man. Right? See, I wonder why it just broke the block. Right? Well, there it is. Right? So did everybody get it uh, what we should be doing? Right? So if, if you didn't receive anything tonight, this is it. Look, your focus will give you the life that God has already set for you. Focus, focus, focus. And our focus has to be tied to Matthew 6.33. Now, I can't do this, but if I was going to be uh, any business, I could get any kind of business and would be millions of dollars. Because I'm on focus. I've learned to focus. So I could get, I said, okay, God says start a restaurant. Okay, I'm going to start a restaurant next week. I'm going to have the best restaurant in town. I'm going to connect with the right people, and I'm going to be laser focused. I'll get me a restaurant. Say, do you have the money? I don't need the money. Uh, God will uh, provide that. He told me to, get, to start a restaurant, right? So if he told me that, but he's not. So... The reason you can't accomplish what God told you is because you're scattered. One day you're up, one day you're down, one day you're doing it. Look at your spouse probably, right? Say, so why can't we get it together? Look at him. One day he's in, one day he's not. One day he's in church, one day he's not in church. And then he wants to get things from God. He's not going to get jack, right? He can't. And I'll finish with this. Everybody ready? James chapter 1. And we're through. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> verse 6. He's talking about wisdom, but it, it covers everything. He says, uh, verse 6, and we'll read that in New Living Translation, 7 and 8. James 1, 6, 7, and 8. Let's see if we can get there. I didn't give it to the sister, but we'll read it tonight. He said, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not what? Do not waver for a person with a divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. And then he says in verse 7, such people should not expect to receive what? What? In other words, God said, don't expect to receive because you're not going to get anything if you're, if you're not single-eyed. 
Okay, verse, uh, is that uh, 7 and 8? He says, uh, their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. How, uh, how about this? Could I love two women at the same time? No, one of them is going to kill me. Right? That's right. Could I have two women? A lot of men want to have uh, two women, one on the side. It don't work, man. It's like a ball and chain for your life. He said, I can have two women. Oh, really? Who are you going to love? Which one are you going to spend night time with on Wednesday? Well, it's divided. Well, with her on Thursday, her on Friday, her on Thursday, I mean Saturday. Well, I'll be with her on Sunday and back again with Alice or whoever, right, or Jack. I don't want to use Alice's name because I'm just using that. But um, uh, Jane or whatever, right? Can you imagine? So you can't have two masters. What is verse, uh, what is it, 20? And I'll finish with this. It's 7 oh, yeah, we're, we're very good. Uh, Matthew 6, uh, 20, what is it? Matthew 6. Oh, Matthew 6, Matthew 6. I think I got it here. Uh, let's see, where is that? Verse 24. No man can serve two women. There it is. Right? He said, no man can serve two what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. You can't do that. You can't love two of anything. He said, I'm going to love the world, man. Okay, well, you better just love the world and forget about God. Right? Let's put that in the New Living Translation. And it will be through. I hope that, uh, pray that you receive, you receive something tonight. <clears throat> okay. He uh, says, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate the one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And the other scripture says, you know, uses here mammon is the right word, not money. Uh, uh, money ought to serve us. We're not to serve money, but that's not the right word there. Uh, it's everything that is an idol in your life, not just money. This chair can be an idol. A woman can be an idol. A man can be an idol, right? That you'll idolize him or her uh, 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 instead of God or put them first in your life. You cannot do that. I had a woman that was, uh, her husband divorced her. You know why? This is really stupid. You know why this man divorced this woman? Because he loved the, his car more than his wife. He had a car that he would step out and shine it all the time. And his wife was, she said, I'm, what this dumb, you're, you're giving more time to that car than me. And he finally said, I'm going to divorce you. This car is my life. Can you imagine? Is that weird? It was an old car, you know, maybe a 1955 Chevy or something. But I don't care if it's whatever it is, 57 or a 2018, right? That's stupid. You don't divorce a wife. So his God was the car. So he ended up divorcing his wife. So that's really crazy. So did everybody get everything? Focus. The power of what? Focus, man. That's it. You get up in the morning and said, I have one focus, one purpose in life, one goal. And I'm going to wrap my whole life around that. And then God said, you're going to do that? Then I'm going to give you everything. The things that people kill themselves to get, I'm going to give them to you. Isn't that a good way to live life? Right? Praise God. Smiles. I mean, said, yes, pastor, I believe it. I believe it. Praise God. I hope you believe it. It's not my word. It's the Bible, right? So did you understand it tonight? Okay, let's stand up and let's thank the Lord tonight. Father, I just thank you because you're a good God. And thank you, Lord, because this is the best year of our life and the rest of our life. 
We're not going to be up and down people in and out, but we're going to serve you all the days of our life, Father. And Father, you promised to give us everything. The people in the world, they kill themselves for these things. Father, for houses and money and kill themselves, uh, and they're not happy. But Father, you said you would give us all these things if we'd just put you first. If we would laser focus on you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Would you lift your hand, and if there's any kind of sin in your life, just say, Lord, I repent tonight. Just lift your right hand. Everybody lift your right hand. Use 1 John 1, 9 and say, Lord, I make Jesus Lord of my life tonight. Just say that. I make Jesus Lord of my life. Lord, forgive me. I repent of all my sins tonight, Lord. I repent of all my sins, all of my sins. Ask you to forgive me. In Jesus' mighty name.